Oh, yeah. I'm freaking hungry. Okay, you're going to have to edit that out. I just got yelled at by a grown woman, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the hot lap. Are you drinking a beer? Right. All right, well, I'm, this, that's the end of this conversation, and I'll talk intentional as it comes. The hot lap. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to The Hot Lap with JR and Brandon and with Belly Up Sports. And, man, kind of a quiet last couple of weeks. We had a little bit of a hiatus last week, so we do apologize about that. But uh, things were slow for the most part, and then they kind of heated up at the end of the week. Now we got a, a ton of stuff to talk about. But, uh, man, how's it been going? It's going, man. You know, ready to uh, see these cars back on the track. I'm what's kind of hoping I could get to the Darling, Darlington race this year, but I guess I won't be able to see it in person, so that's a little bittersweet, but I'm definitely glad uh, they're going to be loading up the, the the haulers and putting the cars back on the tracks. Yes, sir, man. It's a big step, just, uh, you know, us able to um, get a schedule kind of put together for May, and it's a wild one. I mean, It's we a got, jammed pack schedule. Yes, it is. It's like eight races in a month. I mean, it's crazy. But if you're a racing fan and a NASCAR fan, and especially, uh, man, this is exciting times. So this go is on. exciting just to grow the sport, man. Everybody's yeah. gonna have their eyes on NASCAR. Do you think, um, with you know, obviously there was some negative light on NASCAR over the uh, you know our, our quarantine time, but. I, I genuinely think that there may be some extra eyes on the sport here, us being one of the first sports to get back to work and, and back on the TV where people can see us. But also, um, you know, because of the good the good that they did with iRacing. Uh, do, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I think iRacing definitely intrigued some people that didn't care at all about uh, uh, racing. But, I mean, even if it brings an extra – thousand fans to the to like nascar man that's better than nothing yeah i'll kind of put this into perspective i got um a ton of friends that that are uh that don't watch nascar aren't really in tune with the sport and i got some that are um that that watch it religious like you i mean and and for sure the guys that don't watch it kind of outweigh the guys that do but i had a ton of people asking me about the pro invitational like week in and week out like hey the first week it was hey did you check out the pro invitational the second week was like man i watched it that was pretty cool and uh you know so i think we're all gonna get some extra eyes and i think that's that's uh good for the sport and plus uh the main thing is we're we're about to get back to racing with uh a, another big name coming out of retirement oh man yeah and uh man i don't know why everybody was so i, I told you when it happened i wasn't that surprised Everybody thought Ross Chastain was going in the forty-two. Well, I I did too, but Matt Kenseth to me makes it makes sense. Um, just because I I don't think he was ready to to retire when he retired. Well, he didn't really retire. He came back and ran. You know, I think eighteen races the next year, or something like that. But I, you know, I think that he still thinks that if he can find the right ride, that he can be really competitive, and I think he can. I'm a little surprised about NASCAR's waiver with him. I'm not so surprised about Ryan Newman. Pretty surprised about them giving him a waiver, though. Yeah, that is a little bit surprising. I just, I think uh, they're trying to keep sponsorships happy with everything that's went on, and and trying to help Ganassi and, and that aspect of things. But I mean, if I don't, I'm not saying he deserves a waiver, but I think it's very cool that they gave him a waiver. Yeah, it, in in my opinion, I, th- I before I start on that. It, 
I will say I think it's good because he is a a name that's coming out that that it's he's a name that people know. So I think that in that aspect it's good. But I believe that the waiver should be reserved for drivers that that have been injured or hurt or something like along those lines. So um, that's the only thing I disagree with about the waiver. But I mean, it is what it is. If he's our champion this year, um, I'll celebrate him like if Kevin Harvick won it. So okay, well, he have an asterisk beside his name like Kyle Busch in your book. Um, yeah, he will. Now, I will say that Matt Kenseth's not going to miss as many races as Kyle Busch missed, though. No, yeah, I know, but yeah. I mean, he wasn't even a, a thought yeah. going into this season, and, and no. Kyle Busch had a legit injury. So, my asterisk, I mean, I, I do say that there's an asterisk, but I'm I'm never one of the people that say they're not my champion, because it, no matter no matter what, NASCAR has put that system in place, and you did the best job with that system that year. But right. to me, I weigh championships differently um, as far as how they are won. So I'm, I'm complicated. <laughs> but, hey, it's what it is. I just know we're going to have a jam-packed next month of racing. I yeah. think we got eight races in the next, what, 20 days? Yep. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. And uh, to get back on to just for a second to mention Ryan Newman, Coronavirus really helped him, didn't it? As far as his oh, yeah. recovery and missing races, and I'm I'm actually really happy to see that, and uh, really happy to to hear that he's going to be be in Darlington here in just just a few weeks. So, yeah, that was very good news when he said that. Man, it kind of brought chills to me listening to him uh, on TV saying he's coming back. Yep, and um, so we're we're going back a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, jam packed like you were saying with the schedule, and um, I guess while we're on that, I'll kind of. For y'all who haven't seen the schedule on Twitter or anything like that, so May 17th, we are back at Darlington. That's a Sunday. But this is where things get crazy. On the 19th, we're, we're having Xfinity races, races at Darlington, and then we're going back to Darlington for uh, NASCAR's second event there on May 20th. So uh, they're kind of keeping the cars. Uh, I guess the teams and everything will they'll be in Darlington for the weekend and, and into the following week. But from there, it gets crazier, man. We then go to uh, Charlotte on the Sunday, the 24th, and then kind of keeping with the same schedule, Xfinity is going to race the 25th on that Monday, and then uh, the Truck Series is going to race on the 26th, and then we're going back to Charlotte again uh, on the 27th. And, have they uh, announced times for these races? Uh, yes, they have. Start time for uh, Darlington in the Cup is 3.30, and then they're um, – Races at Charlotte start. One starts at six, and the other starts at eight. And then so both Darlington races are at three thirty. Yeah, yeah, three thirty. Oh, I'm sorry, and one's at seven thirty. Oh, so, so we do get a night race. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to get a night race out of it. So that's pretty cool, man. I uh, hate that uh, you know I, we both kind of planned on trying to make it to Darlington this year. So it's it's and Martinsville, yeah, and Bristol. God. I know, we're, but hey. The ones, if you are able to make a race this year, it's it, it'll be special if if you're able to do it. I'm I'm sure at some point fans will be allowed back into the stands, but um, but yeah, man, jam packed uh, May. I don't believe they've released the rest of the schedule. There's kind of um, people have a good idea what's probably coming, but um, when they release it, we'll report it. But that's that's what we got for May so far. Yeah, I'm just ready for something to be on the TV. My kids are going crazy. I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm are tired you? of watching uh, 
Dion's Playhouse. Uh, I'm tired of watching Ryan's Playhouse on my is that, YouTube TV. Is that what the kids are into right now? Yeah, so yeah. good God. This YouTube TV stuff on, for the kids is driving me insane. Oh, so all their favorite stuff's on there, isn't it? Yes, and I have nothing. <laughs> I got you. So so what's the name of the shows that kids are watching now? Like back in the day, it was like, I, I think I watched Thomas the Train or something like that. But It's just Ryan's Toy Review and Dion's Playtime and who knows. If it's got a dinosaur in it, he wants to watch it. So. I don't know. Just give me some dang race cars on the track. I got you. Have you? Has? Uh, are you kind of tired of the Pro Invitational? Yes, I am. To be honest, really? I thought it was. I thought it was cool the first couple of weeks, but now I'm. I'm over it. Yeah, they've. Um, I'm gonna tell you what kind of sucked it out for me. Sucked the life out of it for me is that. Um, just kind of some of the rules that were in place, you know, with uh, you know, the first week, the first couple of weeks were awesome because we seen. Xfinity drivers. We seen all these drivers that were able to race, and now, you know, they, you know, cut the field down, and you had to do this to make the race. It's it's gotten a, just a ton of rules that um, were kind yeah, of when they old. had those when they had those guys being able to race their way in was very cool. And I wish they didn't follow the dang schedule that NASCAR is supposed to follow. There's that was they had a good opportunity just to race some crazy track combinations. Go back to Rockingham. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe some uh, cup cars at IRP, yep, or something and- like that. So that that'd been cool. But um, but yeah, do you think that uh, uh, the cup drivers in iRacing? Do you think that even after we come back to racing, that this is going, this isn't going to go away? This is going to be something that we see in the future. No, I think it's done after we get back to racing. Yeah, I kind of feel that, and then sometimes, uh, sometimes I don't. I feel I could see them. Uh, doing a uh, one-off event or something. Sometime. Yeah, I, well, I had a, a little birdie in my ear tell me that uh, a lot of these drivers were forced to buy rigs. Oh, uh, really? Just for sponsorships. So I don't think they're going to keep them after it's this is all over. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, that's understandable. You got to, you know, the sponsors are fitting the bill. You kind of kind of have to, but. Yeah. But we'll see, man. But, uh, but yeah, outside of uh, that. There's not There's, really, <laughs> we're still in quarantine, guys. We're still in quarantine. We, all right, so we, we we don't have to we don't have to lie to y'all. Y'all are our podcast family. The main reason we missed recording last week is because of the NFL draft, and we are huge football fans as well. And we uh, apologize. Okay, we messed we up. Do. We do. But um, as far as the draft goes, my team botched the draft. Brandon, I think your team did a great job with the draft. He's a Panthers fan. I'm a I'm a Packers fan, so um Who drafts a quarterback in the first round when you got Aaron Rodgers? This is not, we're not gonna go into this. We're, but, we're not a football yeah. podcast because me and him we're gonna get in a heated debate here. We've already had it on the phone like three times. <laughs> so yeah. but uh but yeah, if you do want some football or if you're if you're wanting you're missing your favorite sport right now, please go check out uh Billy Up Podcast. Anything anything you can think of. Not only NASCAR, football, baseball, anything. So uh, if you're missing it right now, you could find a little bit of news over there. But outside of that, man, short episode this week. Got Anthony Alfredo's interview coming up next. I'm so, excited about that. He is a very, very cool and humble guy, man. Like Just ch- uh, watching his Twitch channels and, and stuff like that, and interacting with him on Twitter, man. He's a very humble guy and hope to see uh, – well, I hope he goes far in the sport. 
Yep, and we're excited. We're excited for the interview and excited to see what he can do down the road. So um, y'all just stay tuned and we'll have the interview coming up here in just a few minutes. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Hot Lep with uh, JR and Brandon. Um, today, we, uh, Alf- Anthony Alfredo, driver of the number 21 RCR machine in the Xfinity Series, joins us. And Anthony, I hope everything's well, and I hope you're doing okay, man. I'm doing well. I appreciate it. I hope you guys are as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. Um, man, the first question I got to ask you, so we've been in this quarantine for a couple of months now. It's almost become weirdly or norm but uh outside of our racing what have you been doing to kind of pass the time that's a great question not much <laughs> uh <laughs> main mainly uh trying to watch a little bit of film for some of the upcoming races some of the new tracks i'm going to and uh obviously a lot of time on the simulator which is obviously uh also valuable in that sense uh for preparing for those races uh and other than that just working out i get up every day i, I do my workout uh, you know, for an hour, a little bit over, and then I pretty much hop on the sim and I just run eye racing the rest of the day and sometimes play a little bit of Call of Duty too, but I'm always live streaming on my Twitch channel, whichever I am doing. Yeah, I've been on his Twitch like the last two weeks just watching every race. <laughs> um, but for for those that don't know Anthony Alfredo, man, um, when are they going to see you back on a track? I've seen the schedule came back out today, so when can they see you back in that 21 machine? So hopefully we'll see us uh, back at the track and uh, myself in the 21 car at Darlington on Tuesday, May 19th, I believe it is. Um, So I'm hoping that's it. If not, I'll definitely be in the car for the Charlotte race, which I believe is on that Monday now after the 600. Uh, So I'm looking forward to either one of those, hopefully both, which would be very exciting. I know Darlington's a very challenging track, arguably the hardest on the circuit, and I've never been there. So it'd be great practice to uh or or great experience to go there and race uh hopefully have a great finish and obviously charlotte's one of my favorite tracks after running there in the truck series last year so i'm looking forward to both those and and seeing how the the schedule rotates and the structure of it for the remainder of the season season as nascar has been working really hard to get that released to the public and to the race teams but i'm just excited to get back racing and i'm going wherever they tell me to go so i'm excited for it are you how, what do you think about the going to be do, seeing a lot of kind of mid-race week, week uh, races and everything, you know, with the May schedule being released? What do you think about that? I think it's exciting. You know, at the, at the very least, the best part about it is the fact that NASCAR is going to be one of the only sports having events or the only sport having events cu- during this time. We already have been with the esports side of things and iRacing and kind of kept our fans uh, entertained, you know, with the best that we could provide during these tough times in the world. But to get back on track, it's going to be very unfortunate to not have fans in the stands. But like I said, NASCAR and the race teams and everyone involved has been working really hard, the tracks, all the sponsors. Uh, so we could still put on a show and people can watch from uh, the comfort and safety of their own homes. So we're excited about that. We can go go back to doing our jobs and, and putting on real life uh, great shows for the fans. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. I'm just, like I said, I'm excited to get back on track. And I think it's going to be, great for the sport even if it's a midweek race because hopefully they're on prime time or uh you know some point during the day and and with nothing else to watch maybe we'll gain some new nascar fans and people will have uh, some 
drivers to pull for. Definitely, man. I, I mean, I'm kind of bummed because I go to Charlotte uh, and Darlington every year, so it's going to kind of be bittersweet to send y'all back on the track, just not being able to be in attendance. But you touched on iRacing, man. I know you're racing in that Saturday Night Thunder series, and how long have you been doing iRacing? Because you, you seem to be one of the top guys in, in every single one of those races. I appreciate that, and, and the funny thing is I'm relatively new to racing on iRacing. I've had iRacing since I believe 2016 was when I became a member, but I really never raced. I think my first race was in 2018 or something. So I always hopped on it and tested and practiced when I was going to places when I was racing late models. And I spent a fair amount of time on it. I just didn't really race much, which is kind of weird. Um, but I started racing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, particularly last year, I ran a decent amount earlier in the year. And then, uh, you know, especially this year, especially with the quarantine, I've been running so much more than ever. I've probably quadrupled the amount of races I've ran on iRacing just in the last month. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. It's such a great software and, you know, just platform for people to interact with real life drivers and, and us to interact with our fans. And, you know, even aside from that, the fact that people can get some of the feel and and experience what it's like to drive a race car at 200 miles an hour from see their home and, and not even just nascar all you know disciplines of racing that's the coolest part i love hopping on and driving different types of cars and different tracks just to try to learn some things and have fun and even when uh you're having fun you don't realize it but you're actually learning some things and developing some race craft so it's really cool and, and it's really amazing how far it's come so it's exciting to see it televised and, and getting the exposure it deserves because iRacing crowd have done a tremendous dot pr tremendous job with uh you know their platform and and everything they offer to the users definitely man i agree 100 percent. so we've kind of asked uh all the drivers that have been on our show but um as far as the iRacing goes what what do you think is the biggest connection between driving in sim and then doing it in real life what what's what's the biggest similarities that you see so number one is the racetracks themselves because the way they're scanned they're so accurate the bumps the just the visual cues you have the lines are very similar so that's very helpful at the very least even if a place doesn't necessarily feel quite the same it looks the same and that, that's very helpful going to new tracks but uh it just become more and more advanced over time and be become more accurate i actually posted a new youtube video just yesterday on my youtube channel and i overlaid it was uh an onboard camera from charlotte motor speedway under the lights when i tested there in a nascar truck last year and i did the same thing on iRacing and both videos are running at the same time and you can see it the speed the looks, the characteristics of the way the truck reacts, all of it's almost the same. It's incredible. Uh, so it's really cool. It helps you appreciate how accurate it is. And I, I think the racing side of it is, is I wish I started racing online earlier because it helps you develop that racecraft I was talking about. The way you have to time your runs and set up passes is, is relatively the same. So that's, that's really cool. And like I said, that's why it, it's actually a training tool for real-life drivers and for fans of the sport or people who may not uh, be fortunate enough to drive a real race car. It's the closest they can get to it to race side by side with people and, and learn about the sport more is really cool. You know, there is no other sport um, that can offer that like iRacing can offer the motorsports industry because you don't see someone pick up Madden and go play for the Patriots. But drivers like myself <laughs> who started on iRacing, you know, are, are racing at the national level. And it's really cool uh, 
to know that it's that realistic and can actually connect to the real thing. So I have a few hours and wins. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I'm telling you there's a chance, man. <laughs> Def- definitely have a leg up. Uh, that's cool, man. But look, you're driving for Richard Childers. How did that all start? How did that come about, man? So I love telling this story because it was actually a somewhat random phone call. I was at UNC Charlotte taking an engineering exam, and I had a missed phone call when I got out of class. And uh, it, there was a voicemail from somewhere, someone over at Richard Childress Racing, uh, which you can imagine how surreal that was for me. I immediately <laughs> called him back. And um, it was probably one of the coolest moments of my life because I was at a point in my career where I unfortunately didn't have any plans to go racing this year yet. Nothing set in stone. Had a couple things on the table, but didn't know what was right for me. And to only have ran, you know, less than half the truck series schedule last year and have most iconic team in the sport, you know, call about an opportunity available to compete, you know, the next step up NASCAR Xfinity series, second highest tier in our sport was mind boggling to me and, and really rewarding for all my hard work, but also just, you know, the fanboy in me was just super pumped because I grew <laughs> yeah, up a race fan. Nobody in my family raced or anything. I just, the interest was sparked from my parents, you know, being fans and uh, ultimately obviously found my passion in the sport. So I'm so grateful to be here and very blessed to be a part of this race team. A lot of success, obviously, they won the Xfinity Series championship last year. So a lot of knowledge, a lot of notes, a lot of great people to lean on, including my teammates, Tyler Reddick, uh, two-time back-to-back reigning champion, and Austin Dillon, who drives the, the three-car in the Cup Series, won the Daytona 500 and Coca-Cola 600. They're great guys. And and to have all those people around me, all the guys in the shop and the amazing people in the offices, too, it's just so much to learn. And it's such an amazing opportunity that I'm doing my best to take full advantage of. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. So, yeah, you kind of uh, touched on it there, but uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. So you don't have any family ties to the sport? You didn't ever had anybody uh, in your family race racing any of the top three series or anything like that? No, I'm a, I'm a first-generation driver, and like I said, we grew up fans. I think yeah. uh, one of the coolest things is actually my parents visited RCR 25 years ago as fans. So where the RCR museum is now at the time, that was the main shop. And they actually flew down from New York to, uh, to Charlotte to go to the Coca-Cola 600. And they, they drove out to Richard Childress racing to visit it. And here we are, you know, I'm 21 years old, but 25 years later, we're walking through the race shop because I'm a driver there. So it's a pretty <laughs> cool crazy. story and uh, pretty unreal. So that that's amazing, man. So what did your journey just, uh, if you don't mind just telling us, kind of what your journey was to get where you're at and did it all spark from just you know being a race fan enjoy watching the guys on sunday yeah absolutely so that's that's a great question because um where i'm from too in particular ridgefield connecticut it's not very common uh for people to be watching nascar there um just very few people are interested interested in that kind of sport or racing in general so uh, my brother, sister, and I, we actually all raced a little bit uh, of go-karts when we were younger, but just rental carts, you know, nothing crazy. Um, and it was fun. I, we were all pretty good at it. Um, and then my brother stopped, my sister had stopped a little bit before us, and I was playing other sports at the time, like football, lacrosse, and did that for about five years. And then I was like, man, I, I kind of want to get back into racing. I'd still been watching it, and I didn't know if the go-kart thing was going to translate at all, but <laughs> I figured I'd give it a tr- <laughs> shot. So. Um, 
my dad was kind enough to help me research what the step could be because I was 15 years old and uh, there was actually a legend car for sale and we were going to buy it. And the guy was kind enough to let us test it first just so I can get my feet wet. And it went really well. I actually ran a handful of races and came to Charlotte because it was winter time. So I ran winter heat. And that's where Lee Falk Racing actually saw me racing and asked me to test their limited late model. So I only ran probably 12 legend car races and got in a stock car. Holy crap. Um, wow. And I actually won a championship with Lee Falk Racing and uh, a few races there. And then I raced for Dale Jr.'s team, Junior Motorsports, and ran his late model, won a few big races that year. I was kind of my breakout season uh, finished second in the Cars Tour Championship to Josh Berry, who's been racing late models for them for probably 12 years now so that was a really big accomplishment because that was only my you know two and a half three years racing at the time uh then ran k&m pro series east and then that partial truck series schedule last year and here i am so it feels like just yesterday i started it's gone by super fast but nonetheless definitely grateful for you know my parents support you know with me getting started and my dad's never missed a race my mom i could count on one hand how many she's missed and my siblings and just all my family and friends and partners being there along for this crazy journey. Wow, man. So everything you have done in the sport has kind of been expedited. I mean, you've Ab- been rushed absolutely. through everything. Yeah, it's gone by fast, you know, and it's it's crazy to be at the level I'm at now and uh, with an organization like Richard Childress Racing. It's, it's surreal. Just talking about it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> well you That's definitely awesome. turn you definitely turned some heads at california man p6 and your first start yeah that was a great first race it's you know that was that's a challenging racetrack in itself uh auto club so there was kind of a tall order to go there and um you know finish really well i guess you could say especially how in, are the nerves just getting in there for the first time like <laughs> oh they were huge i that was the first time so like i'm obviously every time you get in the race car you get butterflies and that, that's like the excitement right if you don't have that coming to the green flag heck you even feel it on i racing at least i do yeah and when you have that feeling like that's how you know you love it to me and i've never been so nervous like i was at auto call i mean that wasn't just like excited nervous that was like I was really nervous, man. That was a step in my career. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like to have someone like Richard Childress and everyone at RCR believing in me meant a lot and was a confidence booster. But I was still like, man, this is a huge step. Like, I just yesterday I felt like I was watching Xfinity races, you know, dreaming of competing at that level and ultimately Cup Series one day. But uh, here I was driving one for the first time at Auto Club, a challenging track, challenging cars to drive, and. Man, we were side by side at the line for fifth place the last 10, 15 laps. I was battling with Justin Haley for a top five. So I got out of the car and I mean, you know, top oh, you were 10, pumped. I remember. Yeah, that. dude, a top 10 would have been a win <laughs> for us. And to, to, to not, to finish sixth, I got out of the car and instead of being like, man, that's like a win for us, I was just bummed we didn't get a top five. I was <laughs> genuinely mad. I was like, man, one spot better. We could have got a top five. Just that's just the racer in me always trying to be better. But, uh, like I said, if you told me we were going to finish that well going into the weekend, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, so that was a great start. I, I wish we could have carried our momentum. Some things changed, but we're excited to get back racing and build that momentum back up. Heck yeah, man. Well, man, we're we're definitely big supporters and fans, and uh, we love the energy that you bring. And we understand you got a race here in, here in just a few minutes, so we'll let you go. But, we, man, we really appreciate you coming on. This means the world to us. Um, and, uh, man, I hope... Hope we see you at Darlington. 
Oh, my pleasure, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, sounds great. I uh, hope to put on a good show for the fans there at Darlington Raceway. And I uh, see you guys on iRacing soon, too. All, All right, right man. Awesome. When, you, when you put that thing in victory lane, you're coming back on and we're going to talk about it. That sounds like a deal. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Have a good one, man. You yeah, too, man. Stay safe.